Hello, hello, and welcome to Millennial Notebook. My name is Stella. And my name is Emily. And here we talk about living life as a millennial in the modern age. Get comfy, grab your notebook, and let's enjoy the ride together. Hi, everyone. I hope you had a good week. So this is my opening every time. And if you're wondering why my voice sounds like this, it's because I caught a cold. Um, I went ham on the sweets the other day and I have a very weak throat. <laughs> so I'm paying the price for it. Like, uh, But I did tell you, Emily, about how I only get a very sexy bedroom voice when I get um, a sore throat like this. Sure. And, and I think... Uh, I got my wish. I <laughs> it was this is this I don't know if this or this was my actual wish that I wanted to make our listeners listen to <laughs> my sexy bedroom voice via my sore throat. <laughs> but here it is. I love it. Tell me I which one it. you yeah. I, I mean, tell me which one you guys prefer. But I, this isn't uh, this isn't something I can control. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, now you know how my sexy bedroom voice sounds like. It's like mm. this. <laughs> Soothing. <laughs> so today's episode, uh, we will focus on something that Emily feels very close to her heart. Very passionate right about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah passionate's definitely the word. <laughs> yeah. And so um, what is it about, Emily? Can you tell us more about that? So uh, we're going to be talking about mediocrity and work, i.e. being bored at work, mm. um, which I'm sure everyone struggles with at some point. I mean, you're there for most of the day. There's not always a lot to do. Um, so it, it happens. You get bored. Even if you're really busy, you're like, this is boring work. Everyone does boring work. It is a typical part of working, I agree. Yeah. Um, I think it's harder for people who like to keep busy in yeah or not even just hands busy like physical yep. busy but like i think people with hyperactive minds have a harder time yeah with this. would you say For this sure. uh has a big effect on you especially with what you're dealing with mentally oh yeah um i mean i find it really interesting so at the moment i'm really i'm dealing with this quite a bit with my current work and that's because um I want to say I literally have nothing to do, but <laughs> so uh, I started this job a year ago and I was kind of on a casual basis, so I didn't have to be there the whole day. It was kind of expected that I'd be there from nine to five, but um, like there was nothing on my contract to say I had to be there. So I was kind of like turn up at nine and maybe I finished at three or four and usually there was enough work to kind of keep me going for the day. Yeah. Um, but I would say there was a couple of days, even from the beginning, that I was like, there's not really a whole lot for me to do. Like, they'd, you know, I'd get there and I'd like, I didn't have anything to do. And then so I'd ask the project managers and they didn't have anything for me to do. And so I was like, I, I don't, because this is a new job, I don't really know what to do. <laughs> so I was asking people around the office, so what do you do when you don't have anything to do? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. Helpful. Why, Helpful. why do you think this happens, though? Like, is it because the company itself doesn't have work? Does that mean it's not doing well? Like, what what, what do you well, think is the cause? Um. So I think because, uh, I mean, it's really tricky to say COVID has made a difference. And obviously a year ago, we were kind of 
it was sort of an ebbs and flow with the old COVID thing. Auckland was in like a full on lockdown for a while. So, and a lot of major businesses are up in Auckland. So, um, everyone was working from home, which means people, and then obviously uh, the financial burdens of COVID. So people were holding their purse strings and because we're kind of a, I wouldn't say we're a luxury service, but we're not an essential service. We mm. make websites. <laughs> so people's sense. marketing budgets were obviously a little bit cut. So there wasn't mm. a huge flow of work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of thought that maybe that was the reason that it was a little bit light on design work. Yeah. But I did find it a little bit strange because there was already a designer there. Um, and mm. she was, you know, they were saying, oh, we were really busy. And she was working too hard and she was running... Um, run ragged and stuff like that so mm. that's why they hired me and um i was there part-time to sort of you know well casually just to get my foot in the door and figure out you know it's very common for um especially because of my work experience i hadn't done web before i'd only done uh mm. print design so it was just kind of like this is saving our butts that if you know if it doesn't work out yeah you're not on a sick you're not on a full-time contract mm. uh or a fixed contract in other words we'd have to wait eight weeks to get rid of you. Whereas casual contract, you can pretty much go, yeah, don't come in tomorrow. And like, that's it. So, um, although it's usually doesn't happen like that. Um, and also put me in a place where if I didn't like the company, then I could leave at any point. Um, but then they eventually had to put me on a fixed, on a fixed contract, which means that they liked to have me around, which I, I did appreciate. Yeah. Um, but with that did come more of a structure. So it was like a nine to five. I had to kind of be there from, nine to five <laughs> um which i was like oh i really don't want to go back to that but i've just kind of put up with it mm. um but i did find that it, like I, there would be ebbs and flows like there was a lot of work for a while and then it would dry up and mm. there was a lot of work and then it would dry up so um i would say the, i think it's just because of the way the company's structured because my role was design i'm at the front end of the project so the project goes through a development stage of um, sales and contracts and all that sort of project managing things that it comes to us for design and UX. So that's like wireframes, which is pre-designed stuff, like planning out the website sort of things. Then there's design phase, obviously. And then once it's approved, it goes on to development. So once it's in development, it kind of gets taken out of our hands almost entirely. So so with those ebbs and flows, obviously the work does dry up and you know, you've got to be sort of you know, twiddling your fingers. But in my mind, if the company's doing well, there should always be work to do. You know, you, you, um, it seems to be that I don't know if this is the company's fault or if it's a management issue. I don't know, but it seems to be that like once we only do one project at a time, maybe like two projects, maybe three projects at a time. Um, and perhaps they overestimate how many hours it takes. So a lot of times, there's not the next thing for us to work on. Um, and things kind of get stuck in like a development hole a lot of times. And that is because of a lack of development developers, despite the fact there's probably like four to one developers to designers in their office. Um, mm, interesting. Which you'd think would be enough, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, I can't tell you, but um, yeah. anyways, I, I've been having this issue for an entire year and it's just kind of gotten to the point where it's mm. like, I haven't done any design work for about a month. Right. So 
it's funny because get real bored (laughs) it's pretty common right like there are busy seasons and then uh, slow seasons especially in particular industries i have a friend who's an engineer and she's going through the same kind of slump yeah yeah. Um, she also likes to work. He li- she likes her work, but the thing is, like, she, when work comes, it comes. But when yep. it's not there, it's just literally not there. She has nothing to do, and it drives her yeah. nuts. Yeah. Um, how do you think- when you're used to like working? Yeah. yeah when you're yeah. used to that kind of flow, and you're like, yeah, 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 it's it's done. And you're like, you know, you're getting the whip, but at least you're getting the whip, and it's like fun <laughs> stuff, and you're doing all the things that you're trying to do, and you like doing. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have input on that about like getting the whip but i'll talk that <laughs> talk about that later it's not as fun as you would i mean it's great because i never get bored but also at the same yeah. time i never get enough rest so i mean i feel like yeah, that's another uh, yeah, extreme yeah, yeah. there's an extreme in each yeah. yeah but anyway um on that note how do you think this affected your life um like being so bored at work do you think it kind of um bled over to other aspects of your life i do i find it i find that i'm just generally more tired um, which we, you know, it kind of doesn't make sense of like, oh, well, you're not busy at work, mm-hmm. so you're not using up all the energy, but actually not doing anything at work is more tiring, um, I find, because I'm not, I don't get to use my brain, and then my brain tends to go into hyperdrive, because it's like, I need something to keep my, to keep me busy, because I'm not being stimulated, essentially. Makes um, sense. Which is another reason why I came to my ADHD, um why I went down that path is because I kind of kind of saw the similarities in my work patterns and I was like huh (laughs) maybe that's what it is um but essentially my brain just has to be simulated like all the time so if it's drama (laughs) or work or I don't know ship sinking I'm like (laughs) my brain's like having a feel there do you think um (laughs) because of the situation it kind of um made your ADHD a little bit a little bit worse or um, I mean, that's one way of thinking about it. It's, I don't know if it's correct to say that a situation makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's always there. I mean, like, yeah, in a, in a way, it's kind of like, it's always there. Yeah. I mean, like the symptoms be- of it. Like, do you think, um, yeah, yeah, you feel yeah, it yeah. much more intensely because of the situation? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, the symptoms oh. get exacerbated the worse yeah, yeah. that the situation I'm in. So I try and avoid those sorts of situations, which is probably why at my previous job before I went to Japan, there was always something to do. Even if the work wasn't exciting, there was always something to do. Um, and I, I would complain then. I was like, I'm really bored with work. Like, it's not really doing it for me. But because of the environment that I was in, it kind of worked. So with the environment, I didn't have to be there from nine to five. Yeah. If I felt like work was quite light, I had personal projects I was allowed to work on. Um, like there was, um, and then at that time I was going through like a full on entrepreneurial thing again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was using all of that energy to like channel it into a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, but the work was pretty stable. So mm-hmm. I was, um, and I have really good workmates. And it's the same thing with this job. Like, I have really good workmates. So I I can kind of keep afloat. But, like, if I didn't have that, it would be like, I'm out. Bye. Mm. <laughs> would you say this is also why, like, I mean, I do hear that a lot of people with ADHD have a hard time keeping um, a particular kind of job because of the, I don't know, the fact that it does get kind of very I don't know, uneventful. 
not much yeah. to do. Yeah, it is very much that. Um, there's a component of it that you... Um, hang on, let me think. <laughs> trying to think. Uh, there's a component of it... Um, novelty. That's the word mm. I was looking for. Novelty. So as soon as novelty wears off, like once the new job honeymoon sort of phase wears off yeah. once you kind of know what you're doing once you get into the sort of the grind of you know because work does get into that you get into a rhythm right yeah. um as soon as you get into those patterns your brain just goes i'm not getting enough stimulant basically like i need more stimulation like this mm. isn't enough so um which is why you know if it's if it's always high pressure i think it's enough of a stimulant to to kind of keep the adhd brain going mm. um so, you know, you need a component of pressure. There needs to be some sort of novelty, which, you know, this job has a lot of novelty. Each project's very different um, in terms of, like, all websites that we do are very different. There's different design components. There's different needs that the client needs. Um, so that's kind of, that's a novelty aspect. But I'm missing the, um, I'm missing the stress. <laughs> You're and so I'm missing funny. I'll give the you work. my stress. <laughs> like, I don't want to say, like, I want stress all the time. It's just yeah. that that pressure and that um, we work really well under pressure because it's a really good stimulant. So mm-hmm. um, I tend to, as a lot of people do, they say I work better under pressure. And it's, it's mm. very true for me. Like, mm. I've always done everything um, under pressure. But, right. um, yeah. Yeah. Perhaps um, you can look for an industry or a particular company that has like i think software as a service is yeah type of kind a type a type of company that could probably answer to that need because they have yeah, to keep sure. um updating and moving um yeah. So yeah maybe that's something you can look into later on yeah i yeah. mean we do have um software as a service uh Department? companies here in uh, oh, companies oh. in New Zealand oh. um, there's not too many of them but they do exist a lot of them are in Auckland um, I don't know how many are in Christchurch mm. but like, again I think it would be something of like for me I'd want to work I mean <laughs> pickers can't be choosers but it would be nice <laughs> to work on a software as a service that like isn't a field of interest to me like maybe it's in the marketing field or yeah. um, you know it's doing a public good you know I would hate to go into like a finance, right? <laughs> Unless they paid really well, <laughs> they'd have to because I'm like, I know what you make. <laughs> yeah, finance make a no, lot of then, money. <laughs> I have a question. Like right now, yeah. you work for a tech company that um, focuses on cricket, right? So how does that fall oh, yeah, in so, line with your considerations so, a while ago that you mentioned? So the company is split in two, essentially. Mm-hmm. So there's the one the company that I work for, like the job that I do is for that company. Yeah. The other part of the company, which is the cricket side of things, um, that is, uh, it's we still work in the same office and it's still on the same umbrella, but I'm not like part of that team. So I do a bit of design work for them. But yeah, they are essentially software as a service. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just one project that I've worked on for them and that's okay. kind of over and done with now. So I just do like little design tweaks every couple of days or every week. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, how do you get through it though? Like uh, how, how are you getting through it since you're still going through it? <laughs> 
Um, how am I getting through it? Um, Wordle. <laughs> what? Wordle. What? What's that? Wait, what? What are you Wordle? talking about? <gasps> is in the game? I have never heard of it. What is it? Oh my god, of course. Japan is not English based, so you probably wouldn't. <gasps> wow. So you get I'm through it with this missed... thing called Wordle. Okay, so every morning there's a daily Wordle, which is a five letter word that you have to guess, and you get six tries. Okay. And you essentially you guess. You just keep guessing the word until you get it, and you get like a green light for ones that you know or um, have got correct. You should look into this. <laughs> Wait, so you? This I'm, helps I'm surprised you? you missed it. Okay, well, I don't know. Can you it's please explain? Novel... I'm, I'm I'm confused. <laughs> it's a it's a novel thing that I can do. So basically, what happens is I get to work. Mm-hmm. I do the wordle. Most people do the wordle in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then I found this one called a hurdle, which is something you hear and yeah. you hear like one second of a song and then you try and guess it. And then you hear the next second of the song and you try and guess it. Yeah. Um, so I've added that one to my list. So I get to work. That takes up about half an hour of my time doing mm-hmm. the wordle and the hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> I check my emails and I check my Slack and I go, there's nothing to do. Cool. <laughs> um, my colleagues showed me something called the kitten game which is a very uh, it's a game technically Uh it's a game yeah but it's like the logic of a game without any design Mm. so there's no pretty pictures or anything it looks like a spreadsheet basically and you essentially try and keep a farm of kittens alive that's so cute so you can like i mean it sounds cute but like it was it wasn't stimulating enough i was like no i need visuals but obviously, if you have visuals, then you can get caught and, you know, the idea so, is it's supposed to look like work. <laughs> so the kitten game doesn't have any yeah. visuals. No, it's, it literally looks like a spreadsheet. Um, oh, that's yeah. so interesting. I'm going to take a look at that. Not that should, I have any should. time to do that right now. <laughs> and I work from home right now. So, yeah, yeah if I you've see. got nothing to do where we just chill out. Okay, so one, you played games that look like work. <laughs> What else do you do? <laughs> um, yeah, I try and do stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch a lot of uh, watch and listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, mm. Like that kind of just takes up. It just what that basically does is um, so obviously I have to do something. Mm-hmm. So I do ask my project managers. I'm like, what do I do? And my one of my project managers, actually I went three of them, but they're all amazing and they're very good at finding me work, thank goodness, but it's never design work, unfortunately. So it's pretty dry stuff. It's like a, a CC kind of things, QA, so like quality testing websites. It's very boring, very dry, mm. not creative, not what I signed up for, basically. Um, but those projects are like, okay, you do this for eight hours and I'm like, oh, I could do this in two. In fact, I could probably... I did some of them in 30 minutes. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so basically to keep my brain stimulated and to make that job last a whole day, mm-hmm. um, I do something like watch a podcast. Mm-hmm. And essentially what that does is it keeps my brain stimulated by giving me something to concentrate on, i.e. watch. But I've still got something on my screen that looks like work. <laughs> watch? What does that mean? Like the text comes up? No, as in like, like, like a video. Oh, like but a- then... Doesn't a video look too much like a 
No, so uh, they haven't got an issue with that. So um, why? Oh, because it, like doesn't matter. <laughs> but so that's probably the one difference between Japan and New Zealand is that they don't really care how I get my work done. So I've from the beginning I've always either listened to music or mm. um, watched a podcast or something on the side. But it just sits on my other screen and it just sort of sits there. Oh. But it just gives me enough that. Like, obviously, on my big screen, I've got work, things that I'm okay. doing. And then that just sits on the side. But it's enough that it diverts my attention. Interesting. Um, every five to ten minutes. So it's okay that so it's that, running in the background. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Well, it's supposed to look like it's... I'm not going to scan my whole screen, which is just a whole video. Yeah, yeah I was just like, why? <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> no, I just said it sits on my other screen. And I... Um, okay, I, okay. Yeah. But it's enough that I can kind of keep my brain active and feel like I've... Um, I, I feel like I'm getting that stimulation. I'm I'm learning or I'm getting some sort of input into my brain so that my brain's like keeps me through the day, you know? Um, but I find that's really important. Whereas if I was at home, it would be, um, well, even, even when I'm doing design work, I, I listen to music and that's enough just to kind of keep me on task. Yeah. So yeah. I have a question on that note. Like, have you ever attempted to ask for more work since... Um, yeah because i remember in my previous job i was also very bored because it's the type of industry where we have busy months and we have uh slow months and during the slow months i would ask for more work because i was bored out of my mind i cannot (laughs) sit down i usually got more work although it wasn't as stimulating as i would prefer right it was more of like physical work like um sending stuff to some of our partner companies like stuff like that just to help out the general general affairs department and stuff like that so um but i don't know how about you how is it like um i wish i could do that (laughs) i wish we had like a little shipping station that i could go and do something um like if i run out of stuff to do i'm i don't mind the old novel task which isn't design work it's like oh hey we've got this little task for you to do and i'm like cool something exciting and different um, sometimes that's really good, but when it's like been that way for weeks, I've done the same thing for weeks, then that's where I get really, um, yeah, I kind of, my brain just switches off. I'm like, I'm bored. <laughs> Please give me something. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I do ask for work. I've, I've been doing this from the very beginning, just kind of like, okay, cool. So I'm done. Um, and then I ask my project manager and she says, I'll see what I can find. And then, you know, I'll ask my, uh, my manager manager yeah. and he goes, I'll try and find you something. But oftentimes that doesn't really they result can't find in anything, anything. Uh. um, which is not good. Um, but kind of, it, it's it, a few months ago, this happened and it got to the point where I was asking every morning and oh, no. for me, yeah, that's that's how bad. Um, mm. You know, they'd give me a project, but it would only last me a half a day, and then I'd mm. ask them again. So they're trying to do their job, which they've got work to do. And here's me coming. This is the way I view it. Here's me coming along every five minutes <laughs> and going, "Hey, so have you got work for me to do? Hey, can I can I help you with something? Hey, can I do some work?" Um, so they like. <laughs> I find that for me is like, oh well, I'm just annoying. Yeah. So let's see, try and do that less. But if I don't do that, then I've got nothing to do. Okay. So then I have to. So basically, my way of getting around that is asking for a job that can last eight hours, mm. and then I don't have to ask till the next day. <laughs> um, but I I find I get really anxious about the whole idea. Mm. So I mean, I'm I'm battling that as well. If I 
I can't say if I didn't have that anxiety, everything would be fine because I just keep asking for work. But yeah. there's got to be a point where anyone, regardless if you have anxiety or not, goes, I must be annoying, right? <laughs> I'm being annoying asking for work in five minutes. Right. But you'd think that it would switch somewhere in their brains being like, you never have anything to do. Something's not right. Which I think recently the project managers have gone, okay, this is not good. Both our designers are now asking for work because they've got nothing to do. So something's not, something's not quite right. You know, we gotta, we gotta find some more jobs, um, essentially. So I'm basically at the moment, the stuff that I'm doing is hopefully to get us more work in the future, but that could be months weeks away so who knows mm, interesting um, so because you still have to go through the whole pr- um, acquisition um, process of like um, quoting and all that sort of shit before it even comes to me so mm. yeah so you talked about like how um, you did try asking for more work but uh, how about like have you ever talked to your boss about this in terms of hey so you ha- have you noticed that I um I've been asking for work regularly, stuff like that. Or do you think just the thought of having this conversation um, is making you very anxious? Like, I wouldn't know what to do yeah. with that, actually. I don't, I'm also, I hate conflict. And yeah. so things yeah. like that, just thinking about doing it is would make me very anxious. So I don't know if I would even attempt to do so, yeah. but I'm just asking if you ever considered it. Oh, yes. I've been told by my therapist, my partner, <laughs> to talk to my other colleagues, oh, being no. like, you should just talk to so-and-so. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't <laughs> really want to go through that whole conversation. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that if I'd done it sooner rather than later, it wouldn't be such an issue. Mm. But I've thought about it too much now that I'm feeling really anxious the whole idea it. of it makes me really anxious mm-hmm. um I and i feel that don't know what kind of i don't know what it's going to set in motion mm. and i'm worried that it could set in motion bad things i i don't know it's, a, it's a weird thing yeah, um, yeah i get that because like sometimes yeah. there are th- uh there are actions some are things you can't control right and Depending right. on your boss, some would be like, oh, does that mean she's been slacking off the whole time? Or, you know, yeah. I mean, there are plenty of things that your boss can end up thinking about once you have this conversation. So I can see why this could be a point yeah. of anxiety. It's not always going to yeah. go well is the thing, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's yeah. kind of where my head's at. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've, so this has happened a few times and I think it's just the kind of person that, they are but i found that conversations with them tend to not go in my favor Mm -hmm. either i get talked out of perhaps what i should be saying yeah to be a people pleaser and that's not a good thing Mm. or i won't get what i want um not being you know I don't get what I want. Eh. <laughs> it's more so like I'm not getting across what I'm trying to get across yeah, and I'm not yeah. getting the result that I need um, because I'm being a people pleaser and not saying truly what I feel and think. And yeah. that's something that I need to get better at. But I find that tends to happen when a precedent's been set. Mm-hmm. For example, this never used to happen with my old boss because 
you know, he would be really good at checking up with me. You know, he would be the one that would come to me and say, hey, look, is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything that you need to make your job easier? Um, we'd constantly be in communication and it was easy to communicate with him because he, I knew he was on my side. Yeah. Whereas there's been a precedent set with my new boss where I feel like he's not on my side. Really? Does that make sense? Or like feeling like I'm a pawn a little bit. And it's like, mm. I really like him as a person. Like, like a hundred percent really like him as a person. Really good guy. But when it comes to the workplace, things just seem, I don't know, something's not right, you know? So Like he's not, he's not playing for our team. It's almost like he's playing for the other team, you know? And I, I totally get that because, I mean, I have several people working under me as well. And it yeah. was a, it's a constant struggle. Honestly, it's a constant struggle of which side should I take? Like, should I take yeah. the management side where they want us to work, um, for example, 110% and literally yeah. the people under us can have been working at 100%, right? And how and do you I know even, that. Yeah. And I know that, right? Like, I am experiencing the stress from that and, like, who do I... Like, I'm getting demands from up above mm. that we need 10% more, but I know that 100% is the limit, right? I mean, it's already max and maximized. Yeah. So... I do understand that and maybe mm. listening to what you're saying here maybe your current boss is more on the other side of it right like I just I get that feeling and it makes a lot of sense he's been with the company a really long time he yeah. I would consider him quite jovial and quite friendly with his higher ups technically um so he is a lot of he's got more skin in the game on their end than he mm-hmm. does with me yeah, I've been every year so it makes sense and I I totally agree with that but um personally and this is the way that i would always run my company if i ever had one yeah um is i would always vouch for the little guy and Mm. like always be like i don't think i'd ever want to be in a management position but if i was in a management position you know the way that i've seen most companies do really well is if you play for the small guy if you make sure that this the the you know quote least important person in the company feels like the most important person like they're needs are met that they're getting the care that they need and like um and I definitely feel like you know I've had a lot of sick um days since the start of the year I've had a lot of back issues and stuff so they've been really good with that mm. but when it comes to not having enough work and stuff I, I don't know it's just this little barrier of like do I mention it and therefore put set in motion my you know firing because like <laughs> like why would you keep someone around who's not doing anything right it's not productive and it's not good for the company so why would I want to put that seed in their mind yeah. um and two I don't want to be needy when I I don't want to feel needy or like look needy in that so I don't know it's 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 a real struggle I'm really struggling with this at the moment and I feel like this wouldn't be an issue if a precedent hadn't been set you know what I mean like, if I didn't feel that um, since I've been there, there's sort of been a precedent set, then maybe mm. maybe I would approach this quite differently because I've seen in different settings that when I feel... I think, put it this way, when I've felt empowered in the past, yeah. then I feel empowered to say and to uh, speak up and get what I need and what I want from a workplace. Yeah, makes sense. When I felt... When I felt I don't know, disempowered. Like when I feel like that power is stripped away, even slowly, 
then I feel like I'm in a place where I can't speak up. Yeah. So, and I think that's everyone. I think everyone gets into a point where they, if they, if they get what they need from top management and they feel that empowerment, then, um, then I think they do quite well. I f- yeah, I super feel that. Yeah? Um, yeah. Being in a management position, I feel like, I mean, it was most my responsibility to be able to take care of um, the people working under me. And actually, I tried to create opportunities for them to step up if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, and I think that's very important, right, as a manager or someone who's handling a lot of people is to be able to kind of, and that's part of your work, right, to balance both sides. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that your boss may not be filling in those shoes very well if you feel like you can't trust him to be on your side he not she yeah i got a he and a she she the she is better (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i feel like um yeah that i mean there's a lot of context around this whole Mm. situation like yeah obviously when you're in a workplace you see a lot of things and you hear a lot of things and i've I've started to see a lot of things that are kind of like oh okay i think i can see with the the politics we're Mm, I don't think it's political politics or stuff, but there is a little bit of a jostling happening. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just, I think it's just management, right. management Too styles, management with. styles, yeah. something's not, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a chain, there's a link in the chain that's, that's not quite doing it. Yeah, that makes job. sense. I think, I think every <laughs> I org- organization has that, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, there's there's okay. someone holding it back, but um, yeah. But yeah. okay, so I remember you told me that you mentioned this to your therapist. Um, did you get mm. any advice on how to deal with this? Um, since you have to deal with this almost on a daily, right? Oh yeah, pretty much. At the moment, it's daily. It was good for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a while, but I think. I mean, I think she was just realistic about it and just saying, if you don't do something about it, then, like, in other words, if you don't talk to your boss and stuff like that, how are you supposed to resolve um, Wow, the she's, issue? <laughs> she's very <laughs> pragmatic, I mean, she huh? said it, Well, I mean, she's, I mean, I mean, what would you say? You said the exact same thing. Jonathan said the exact same thing. She said the exact same thing. Like, if you don't talk to someone about it, then you're not going to get it resolved because you, you have to communicate these issues, oh, right? I mean, my therapist <laughs> is takes the empathetic route. So she'd be right. like, okay, so how is this making you feel? And then do you think you can handle this further down the road? And if not, then um, how should we? It was. It's kind of like the emotional path toward the solution versus like i don't know i mean i'm pretty sure you had a whole conversation before she even oh, yeah, said that yeah yeah so yeah. i don't think I she's mean, we, as we cold did... as like you know no if you don't no, <laughs> no i think i made it more cold than but but in the end it was like what's the solution and she's like well, yeah. this is this is i like realistically this is the solution yeah um but it, there is a lot of emotional barriers i guess yeah in that so i just need to yeah, how do I work through that? Mm. I don't know. Find another job. <laughs> right. Okay. Please? So on that Run away. <laughs> on that note, I mean, yeah. So, have you considered looking for another job? I have. Yeah. So before Easter break, so we just had our Easter break. Um, before Easter break, I was just like, I am so done with this. And my colleague um was like, Hey, have you seen this? And I'm like, Oh, that looks interesting. I.e. a job. Um, and I was going to apply for it, but 
I think once I had a really, so once I kind of had my break and had a really good think about it, I think, you know, am I, my, my major doubt, you know, I, I, I tend to just apply for jobs on the whim because I'm like, ah, stuff it and just apply for a job. And the last few times I've done that, I've actually got the job. <laughs> um, wow. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, you no, just it's... end up rejecting it and you're like, sorry, I actually no. don't want you guys. <laughs> no, no. Um... Usually if the situation's bad enough, I'm like, yep. And I jump ship and I go on to better things usually. Um, but then I sort of thought about it and I'm like, look, I've had this issue, not just in this workplace, but in other workplaces I to see. varying degrees. Like these issues continually come up and that I end up with not enough work or I get bored or the novelty wears off or mm. I don't feel that fulfillment anymore. Um, so with my job before Japan, Japan was the next job. It was basically me going like, okay, yeah, I've done this. I feel like I'm ready to move on. And yeah. um, I just took the leap to Japan. Um, and I just feel like the same thing's going to happen. I'm going to get to a, a point where I, like, I need to move on. Um, and ultimately working for someone else is not what I want to do. And I want to work for some, you know, I want to, I've got my own dreams of, you know, being my own boss and doing a lot more freelance stuff and having my own company or um, having a bit more control over what I do. So, yeah. I mean, that is ultimately where I want to, that's the direction I want to go. Yeah. So I thought about it and I was thinking, realistically, am I just jumping from this job to the next job to the next job to the next mm -hmm. job for the rest of my career? And how damaging is that? And yeah. what's well, say I'm not going to have the exact same issues you know, with middle management yeah. and the next job. Yeah. And I was thinking, this is just like, it's a bit ridiculous really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to use the energy that I'm, I'm going to use my energy as best I can to start my own thing. Right. Um, and I ultimately think that's the best decision. Mm. Um, and I find, I don't know about you, but I often find when I come, like, yes, I'm exhausted after a day of doing nothing. Yeah. Um, but I do find that when I come home, I feel like I'm more, I'm more energized to do my own thing when I come off a shitty work day versus, you know, if I've got everything I want and need at the job, which is, you know, a good paycheck and good bosses and good community and good work and lots of work to do. Like if you come home from that feeling good, why would you pursue your own dream? Because you've got everything you want right here, you know, it might be not exactly what you want, but you're in a good place, you're getting paid well, and you can do all the things you want to do. Why jeopardize that by doing your own thing on the side, you know, or, mm. or jumping to the, the more riskier option, right? Makes sense. Whereas at the moment, I'm kind of like, I'm going from an okay, average, below average situation. Mm -hmm. And I'd be jumping ship into something that's what I really want to do. So I'm kind of using that fuel that I get to like, yeah come home and actually work on that thing that really lights my fire to interesting um, to really i don't to get that feeling that i want to feel at the end of the day you yeah, know yeah, yeah yeah um so i have a question on that so you know how yeah. i think there are two very clear ways that you can um 
possibly solve this right you mentioned one which was like finding your own project that you you're actually passionate about and hopefully yeah. ma- be able to make that grow enough to maybe eventually become your own thing right yeah maybe um even build a business but there's also the other thing of like going up the corporate ladder and getting gaining more control by going to upper management have you considered the latter one what moving up into the a corporate project ladder role yeah or a- or is that I mean, just too pe- boring for you, like the, the trudge upwards? I mean, it's a lot of work, especially when you jump ship a lot. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely something you've got to do after being there for a, a, a bit of time or like gaining that experience. And obviously when you restart a new job, yeah, that kind of pulls you back a little bit. You're obviously going to get there faster if you, yeah. um, if you stay at the company longer and you build loyalties and like, I understand all that, but that is a grind. And, um, I don't think I'm, I don't really think I'm cut out for management to be perfectly honest, mm, okay, um, that makes sense. which I think a lot of people end up doing is that they go from a technical role into a management role because that's, that's going up essentially. Yeah. Um, that's the next step, right? You, if you want to get paid more, if you want more respect, if you want to, um, and usually people get pushed into this position, right? They've been yeah. there long enough and like, okay, cool. We're going to promote you to manager. And it's like, yeah. but I'm a coder like i don't do management i code (laughs) um but it's the logical step for a lot of people so makes sense and it's just actually i you you brought up a very good point there where sometimes these people get pushed into them and actually some of them don't make very good managers you are right i yeah um was subjected to that actually like i my direct Mm. superior is already um the vp level right and the thing is he used to be one of the technical guys and so he has very little communication skills like Mm. he's not good at um task management because it's not something that he had to do so it made it very difficult for the team um to work well synergistically so i see your Mm. point there yeah okay that makes more sense so for you the biggest solution right now is to use this energy to your... I'm going to use my negative energy and turn it into positive energy <laughs> and use it on the projects that you actually feel passionate about is that right pretty much yeah I think that that's, sounds great that's ultimately I'm going to try and use um <laughs> I'm going to try and reuse my re- use my resentment resentment <laughs> and uh turn that into some positive energy and and fuel fuel the fire yeah. That needs to be under me. Yeah. And I know a lot of people will probably... I mean, Jonathan just goes, it's ridiculous. Go get another job. And, like, wouldn't you rather be happy and, and okay with, mm. you know, another job? And I'm like, well, it's just going to keep happening. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not ultimately going in the direction I want to go in. Yeah, and, yeah, yes, yeah. it would be nice to have a cushy little job that pays well. And you come home and you feel great. And you don't have to work 12 hours a day. But, like... I'm yeah I think I'm just gonna use the situation that I'm in and yeah work to what I to what I want yeah and I agree with that it's actually it's much easier it's easier said than done right and looking for oh, another yeah. job because yeah yeah um there's so it much can be quite demoralizing yeah too. yeah yeah and it's like aside from having to look for another job there's also uh having to get used to a different corporate culture yeah other yeah. people and having to prove yourself all New over schedule, again yet actually commute. it's harder yeah. than um what people seem to perceive it to be yeah and um i see where you're coming from there where it's much easier to just 
keep the status quo quo and then make the changes in your own personal life because it will um it means there will be less things that will have to change in your on the regular and you know mm. we all have um bills to pay and yeah. just the uncertainty yeah. of moving to a brand new environment can really trigger a lot of anxiety in a lot of people yeah. especially if you don't have a lot of um if you don't have a backup plan or people to yeah. kind of um support you if you know you end up losing your job so mm. i understand where you're coming from there and i think it's a mm. great solution um oh, this is something that i, I did so. <laughs> I, yeah that's what i did as well before my current job i had a lot of spare time and a lot of like unused energy and so yep. that's why yeah. i ended up meeting you right i went to a lot of seminars after work yeah. i volunteered for an organization that supports women in startups and in tech and you know um now i don't have much time for that because of my current job but mm. um i think it's a great solution because it also enrich enriches your life um, exactly. outside of yeah. your work right in your day job so i think it's great and yeah um i think yeah. maybe our listeners who are in a similar situation can find hope from that because it did work for me and would you mm. say it's kind of working for you right now emily um it's a bit of an adjustment mm. i'm having a bit of it i think i'm having a bit of a mind adjustment just kind of like reevaluating things and like getting my mind straight and going okay this is the new normal now yeah. and um instead of finding yeah i'm just I'm, I'm just finding my groove again let's say yeah i'm just finding my groove again i'm like okay this is what we're going for you know resetting reevaluating goals reevaluating what i thought the year might look like yeah um and i think it's just it's just going through a bit of an adjustment period mm, just like, sure. okay this is this is where we're going this is what i want to be this is where i want to be in a year and yeah um let's just go for it yeah. and see what happens <laughs> Sounds great. And at the end of the day, I still get paid. Yeah. So I might be bored out of my mind, but I can pay my bills. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the important things here. Like, exactly. life is hard. If you, what are we going to starve? So, yeah, no, still got to pay the bills. Yeah. And I I'm think just you're going to complain about it. And <laughs> I think you're doing great on your side projects, right? Like, oh, you, you have. You have Ko-Fi, and it's doing I really do. well. And you have Millennial little Notebook. podcast. Yeah. yeah. And Just we're bringing, like, happy. you know, to our listeners, um, little bumps of energy every Monday when we need it most. I hope so. I hope so. That's hope what this, we aim to do. I hope this do. episode wasn't too, like, me complaining. I should... <laughs> no, I think it's a, it's a very valid point. And yeah. some people, a lot of people experience it. So I think it's good that we're voicing out this thing. Because as... Uh, we've mentioned in our previous episode there is this hustle culture that's pervading our mm. generation and I think it's very interesting that you talked about something that not a lot of, not a lot of people bring up right because everyone's you know they're kind of I don't know if there's this I, I think I heard this term before hustle porn where you kind of <laughs> try to show people that you're hustling right that you're right. working really hard so there's there's never that opposite of that where it's just like oh look at me i'm just chilling out <laughs> you know well, like i mean yeah i yeah i don't know i think it would be yeah i mean 
look at it this way. Like yeah. I've just ex- like I've just explained why I'm hustling. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, but in in the workplace, right? Because some people kind of like uh, focus so much on the day job and forget about you know sometimes you need something else outside of that to be able to fulfill um, some needs as well, right? Because right now you're you're hustling for your side projects and. Whereas your day job is just like, you know, chill. Oh, oh yeah. 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 My, yeah, it is, it is very chill, but obviously there's, um, there's, there's, there's too chill. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think this gets enough. Um, I don't know. There's not enough conversations on this. And I think Mm. it's great that you voiced it out because this was never something that I brought up, um, in my previous well, job because I, mean, I was kind of yeah. really embarrassed to <laughs> talk about how bored I was um so well, I think for fear of everyone being like well I'm so stressed so yeah like, yeah 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 so I think it's yeah. great that we talked about this yeah. actually because I know you hustle a lot outside of it so I this is something that I I feel like I've gotten to know more about as we um started talking more about hustle culture and work so I thank you mm. for bringing this up and you know, I hope anyone else who's going through the same thing knows that it's not, you know, it doesn't mean that you are not good at what you do. It doesn't mean that you don't deserve the work that you do, whatever, like, negative things people say to you or what you think. It's, you know, sometimes it's it's normal and, you know, there are ways to get out of it, ways to deal with it. <laughs> so, everyone, look at Wordle and Kitten Game. And Kitten Game, yep. Um, maybe it helps. <laughs> It'll <laughs> just get through, you know, the first thirty minutes of the day, yeah. and then, you know, just kickstart your day with a great little wordle and uh, <laughs> then play kitten game. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you so much, Emily. I hope you guys enjoyed no, this no episode. Um, maybe next time I can talk about uh, the opposite of this is just extreme yeah. anxiety at work because work never ends. Um, yeah. Let me think about that because I don't know if I want to think about it and talk about it because I might just explode. <laughs> yeah, no fear. fear. We'll come so, back to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll think about it and then uh, we'll have an episode in it if I feel like I am capable of talking about it. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, all right. Thank you so much and we hope you'll have a great day ahead. Bye, guys. Bye.